Welcome to an unscheduled episode of Dope Ass Rex. Sometimes life comes at you fast. As a result, we are giving you a bonus. Hi, this is Kristen. This week for my Dope Ass Rex, I'm bringing you three fix that, well, they're not exactly new, but they're three that I really enjoy. My first is A Pale Circle of Light by Skulls. It's on AO3. It's short, 463 words. It's from 2016. In this fic, Mulder and Scully are on the run. He's calling her Scully, and she's not really happy about that because people can't hear her be called Scully. They're at a restaurant, and Mulder notices that she's looking at a couple with a baby. And he knows that that's really bothering her because it's still fairly recently that William's been given up for adoption. She starts to cry and she's apologizing to him and he apologizes to her. And his apology means something more than hers does. He's sorry for leaving. He's sorry for not being there. He's sorry for not protecting them. Then a car passes by and it kind of snaps them out of the reverie they were in. Mulder tells her, you know, we both have a lot to be sorry for, but we have to figure out how to move past this and to be us again. And Scully agrees, but she's just not sure how to do that. My second fic is The Sushi Dinner by Lots of Oranges Outside. It's 543 words on AO3. It's fairly recent from late 2022. Rated general audiences. It takes place in season two, and Scully is taking Mulder to her favorite sushi restaurant. But what she doesn't really quite realize is Mulder doesn't eat sushi. He's never tried it. Scully says that, you know, her brother Bill is really a sushi connoisseur, and he's the one that really kind of branched out into that when they lived in Japan. Mulder's just nodding and he's looking at the pieces of sushi moving around on his plate and kind of poking them with his chopsticks. Um, And she's just going on about how, you know, it's better when you eat with your hands. It's better when it's super fresh. And Mulder's just poking at the roll in front of him asking, do I want to know what's in this? And Scully's just like, you know, maybe you don't. And she describes the texture as fun. And Mulder thinks, you know, food is supposed to be fun. Is it supposed to be interesting? Is that really the word for it? And Scully's careful with their order. She doesn't order anything too crazy. And she's just noticing Mulder's really, really not into it. So she suggests that they, you know, maybe get some miso soup. And even that for Mulder is just a little too much with the kelp and the seaweed in it and the fishy smell. And Scully just smiles at him and says, you know, you you have a long way to go to appreciate sushi and that you'll like it better next time. And Mulder just kind of nods in defeat. My last pick is No Place for an Entomologist by Tabitha Jean on AO3. It's 1,727 words. It was part of the 2022 One Bed Fic Exchange. And it's rated general audiences. This takes place after War of the Coffrages and Mulder and Scully have to share a hotel room. And they get to the room and, you know, they both pretty much smell really bad. They're covered in shit, literally. And Scully picks out her bed, the one by the window, and she goes to head to take a shower again and just kind of scrub herself as clean as she possibly can get. She gets out and Mulder's ordered dinner and she's on her bed, you know, and 
starting to eat her dinner and the bed just collapses, just totally caves in on her and her food goes everywhere and there's fries everywhere and olive oil. And, you know, Scully's like, I'll, I'll just go to the other side of the bed. I'm fine. I'm fine. And Mulder's like, you can't do that. This bed is trash. You're not going to be able to sleep in it. Mulder's like, you can come over here. My bed's big enough for both of us. And Scully just really, really wants to get out. She wants some food. She wants some sleep and she wants to get back home. So they do a little, you know, Mulder Scully banter back and forth like they do. And Scully, you know, basically points out to Mulder like, you know, there's a couple options here. Either I sleep on the floor, I sleep on the other bed, or, you know, we sleep top to tail. And Mulder's like, we could just sleep like adults in this bed. And Scully's like, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe it's going a little too far that we share a hotel room. And Mulder's like, it's not a big deal. I grew up camping. This is fine. Everything is fine. And so she pauses and she's like, you know, you're right. And then she's laying there and she starts to smell it. And she's like, Mulder, you have to go shower again if we're going to share this bed. And he's like, but, but I showered. And she's like, but you have to go right now. You have to go now and shower again. And so he does. And he comes out and he's all clean and, you know, they, they get into bed and she tells him to keep his legs on his side of the bed and, you know, and that's it. And they're drifting off asleep and she hears the football on on the TV that Mulder's watching. And, you know, she hears Melissa basically saying, you know, it would take a huge cosmic event to ever threaten the connection that you two have. And that's that's enough to make her go to sleep. Hi, everyone. It's Dina bringing you my three short and sweet dope ass big wrecks, which is a complete lie because my first two wrecks are beasts. And really, the only thing that's short and sweet are my little synopses <laughs> and recommendations. Um, my first wreck is an oldie but a goodie. It's a series by Susan Proto or Susan Prado. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's called the Barbecue Series. And according to Fluky, is from May of 1998. And it's 20 fix in the series, all ranging from about the 20 to 90K. I'm assuming it's characters on Fluky. It's, so they're not as long as a 20 or 90K fic on AO3 would be. And it's set around season five. And uh, the ratings go from PG to... It said mature slash NC-17, which I'm also assuming is the equivalent to explicit. This is a series of stories from Mulder's point of view, centering around Scully family barbecues. It's got angst, pain, hurt, comfort, Bill being a dick, because, you know, it's a Scully family barbecue. What else would he be? Skinner makes some appearances, and eventually it leads to MSR. It's, it's not usually one of my go-tos. In the sense of, well, the genre, I guess, like the whole, whole Mulder hurt kind of thing. But it's just, it's all the relationships that you see build through the series with Maggie. Uh, Tara's in there. Um, even Bill, eventually, it gets to a point where, you know, they're good. <laughs> Honorable mention also to Susan's other stories. I love all her work. Uh, another series of hers that I really like is called ABBA. It was written in 1997. And that um, is a very Skinner-centric fic as well. And it's kind of about like, almost a, like a Skinner-Molder Skinner relationship, but their 
their friendship in a sense. So that one's really good too. My second Vicrec is also another series. And this one goes back to 1998. And it was written by Jory, or some people know this author as Jory Remington. This series is called Christopher Ryan Scully. And it's 32 fics long. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, but again, they range from like 13k to 19k Gossamer style counting. So I don't think, again, it's as long as a 13k would be on uh, AO3. This series starts off with Scully getting pregnant after a kind of like a one night stand with Mulder after they finish a case. So they're partners. Again, the series was written before season six. So a lot of the stuff that happened after, especially in season seven, doesn't really happen in this fic. And some people that are some characters that have died don't die. This one's also rated PG to mature slash NC-17s slash explicit. So it's kind of just about them dealing with the aftermath of Scully end up being pregnant. Uh, and it still includes, you know, government conspiracies, the syndicate, and also a cute little baby on the website. So I just always picture that baby as Christopher Ryan Scully. My last recommendation is not a series. You're welcome. <laughs> it's more recently published uh, in 2017, and it's called Aprons and Scrubs, written by Loki's Game. This one also is rated explicit on AO3, and it's 89K. So this one's a bit longer. It's an AU uh, fic, and it's centered around Mulder running a bar across the street from the hospital that Scully works at. He ends up like slipping and falling on ice, I think down the stairs, bangs his head, kind of has a little concussion. And that's how he meets Scully. And then eventually Scully starts going to the bar, hanging out. Um, the gun, <laughs> the gunmen make an appearance. Uh, Charlie and Melissa Scully as well. There's her comfort. Um, and obviously NSR. And it's just, it's a cute, I, I love that fic too, actually. I go back to that one. I have a downloader on my phone and I read that one quite often. And I'm a huge fan of Loki's game, actually. They have lots of thick, a lot of drabbles. I first came across them on Tumblr and that's how I kind of started reading all their stuff. Oh, well, the bar has a cute name called The Believer. And those are my three not short and sweet thick wrecks, but three short and sweet summaries <laughs> of fics that you could read. Um, and technically, I mean, I kind of recommended 53 Thicks to you. So you're welcome. <laughs> and yeah, that's all. Bye, everyone. Enjoy reading. Hey, guys. Slippin' Mickey's here. Um, coming in this week to offer up some dope-ass recs. Just to let you know what I am reading this week. Uh, and this week was kind of weird. I had a, um, I've got one new-to-me fic. One old favorite with uh, a new chapter that I had no idea about that it had been released. And then an old favorite that, you know, is, is nice, like comfort food when it comes to fic. So, all right, we're going to start with the new to me fic is The Big Orange by Teeth and Bone on Tumblr. It's NC-17 or explicit. Uh, it sort of depends on what generation you are. Um... It's teeth and bones, so I'm here for the pros, and this one definitely delivers. It's not told in a linear structure, but, like, don't let that scare you away. It's um, basically from Mulder's point of view. It's 
missing bits from their LA trip during Hollywood AD. It's sort of like how they hooked up. Um, it's sexy. It's sweet. It's so well written. It's just, it's just a delicious, delicious new to me fic that um, I was so excited to find new teeth and bone. And I hope that you will enjoy it too. My second one is an old favorite with a new chapter, um, which is, and it's a whip. Don't hate on me, but it's worth it. Even knowing that we're in the middle of the story and it may never be, and probably never will be finished. But it is The Fisher King by Aloysia Vergata. It is Coffee Shop AU, which I mean, like, come on, you can't not want to read Coffee Shop AU. The first five chapters are on AO3, but there is a bonus chapter, which I just found out about, um, that is only on Tumblr. So get on there and read it because it's great. It's The story is perfectly written. It's like spot on dialogue. It's the people who they would, who Mulder and Scully would be without all the trauma, in my opinion. It's like I said, it's coffee shop AU. So they meet in a coffee shop and... Mulder asks her out, Mulder asks Scully out, and they're just, it's just sexy. It's, it's, they're just perfect for each other. I love this snappy, witty dialogue. Mulder um, has to meet her parents. She gets to meet his dad, which is new and kind of cool. It's them dealing with, um, so Scully is a local medical examiner. I probably should have started with that. And Mulder is still an FBI agent who's working on the X-Files with Diana as his ex-wife. And it's them sort of dating and, and, you know, discovering each other. Like I said, it's sexy. It's delightful. It is, um, you know, them dealing with being in two different jobs and two different lives and not having the relationship of partners on the X-Files. So um, there's a part where Toombs comes after Scully and it's, you know, she doesn't think she needs to be protected, but Mulder does think she should, be, she should be protected. And you should just read it. It's great. It's not finished, but it is absolutely worth the read. My third pick this week is just an old favorite. It's complete. It's short. It is The Taos Hum by Lepus Arcticus on AO3. Um, it is just, honestly, it is the quintessential phone sex fic. It is beautiful and perfect and just hilarious and sweet. And like, yeah, if you are into a phone sex fic, this is the one for you to read. It takes place in in our universe. It is, um, I think Skinner forces them both to take a vacation and they just can't not talk to each other. So one night they're on the phone. Scully's got a glass of wine. She's in the bathtub and um, read it. It's sexy. It's sweet. It's short. It's, I think it's only about a little over a thousand words. And anyway, yeah, if you haven't read it, read it. And those are my dope ass recs. Thanks everybody. Hey, it's Rachel. And these are my dope ass recs for today. I'm going to start off with an oldie, but oh my God, so good. It is a Voyager rec, uh, The fic is called Latent Heat by Quantum Silver. It is on fanfiction.net. It's 4,700 words and it is rated teen. There is, I think, an understanding when you read fanfiction that you've read it before. 
the premise, the coming together, but the details are what vary. The thing about this fic is that it butts up against every Janeway Chakotay get-together fic you've ever read. It is, it's raw, and it's tragic, and they find each other out of necessity, but not in like a hurt-comfort sort of way for the good of the crew and to absolve themselves of a massive, massive lapse of judgment. The story is set post-timeless. Chakotay is relayed a message from his future self. Um, three words that encompass his and Catherine's biggest failure. It's written from Chakotay's point of view like he's telling Catherine the story of how they wrecked everything and killed the whole crew. And what he's decided to do about it when he shows up at her door to collect. This story feeds my seriously angsty soul. It takes a hope, it rips it open, and exposes it to the essence of humanity. To want and to need selfishness and pain. Um, it is delicious and it hurts. The way that QS tells a story, it builds it up and brings it home is just, it's pure poetry. So read or listen to this and then when you need to feel pain, <laughs> go and read the rest of their stuff because no one, no one makes it hurt in the Voyager universe like Quantum Silver makes it hurt. My next fic is an SVU fic by an author that I am going to start recording more of. Um, it is The Long Gone Bitter Truth by Sass Bewitched My Ass. It is on AO3. Um, this story is um, just under 2,600 words. It is rated teen. This story could really take place anywhere after, you know, the death of Kaboomthi. Um, but it's kind of in the 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 absence of communication with all the BX9 stuff going on. Um, it's a snapshot, kind of a slice of Stabler and Bell, or more apt, Elliot and Ayana, where she finally gives him the room to be open about Olivia. And when I say finally, I don't mean she finally. I mean, he's finally getting that, that chance to be open about Olivia, where he can finally voice his feelings, even if she has to give him the words sometimes, where he can be honest about the toll being away from her and their partnership had taken on him. It's emotional and it's honest and it's gorgeous. It just flows. And it's such a great depiction of the sort of friendship they've struck and how well she understands him and his feelings. It hurts a little because would it be me if it didn't? But it's good. And the ending, mm, the ending is just marvelous. So you can go ahead and read, read the fic, read the rest of their stuff, um, or you can listen to it. And keep an eye out or an ear out because there will be more podfic from Sass Bewitched My Ass because they are phenomenal. And then my last fic is an X-Files fic. It is Sins of the Flesh by Darwin. Sorry, Darwin XF. It's just Darwin. Um, on AO3. Uh, this story is uh, 6,700 words. It is rated mature. This story, and I didn't know when I started reading it, and I don't know, I don't think it's in the tags, but the story takes place around the Pine, Bl Pine Bluff variant, and you don't really know 
that it does until you know. Um, but it's sort of an alternative take where Mulder has been acting weird and off for a while, and Scully ends up having to pick him up from jail after he solicited a prostitute. There is, there's this tense scene where she's trying to get him to talk about it, and obviously he can't. And while some things almost happen in anger or frustration or desperation, and Scully, she's just beside herself with concern. She's not sure what's going on with him and how to get through to him. And eventually, um, Skinner lets her in on what's really happening at Mulder's request. How he's been having to prove his mettle to the new Spartans and how it's been eating away at him emotionally and physically. And she rightfully freaks out on Skinner and this other uh, agent, SAC or whatever he is. And then Mulder comes by for a visit and they share a meal and a verbal conversation as well as some secretive clandestine one written on yellow legal paper, which is just adorable. Um, just in case anyone's listening because, you know, it's the X-Files and somebody's always listening. And the end is super sweet. It's a really well-told story and I admit that I haven't read as much Darwin as I should. So I will be remedying that. But go and check this out. And thank you for being patient with us. And we will see you next time when we bring you our top three. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though. You're just going to have to tune in and find out. 